On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. So we're still going strong with our colds here. Um, and uh, Zach and Matt and Jenny in the house and Zach and Matt are really probably hating Jenny and I as we're so well, strong with our colds and sniffling. I know. It's the best we can. Yeah. But you, you me tell you why this is the best time of the year? Why? Football season. Ooh. Boom. We're like in the middle of the heat of all good college football. You know, NFL's getting kicked off. Like, it's just, this is just... Like your life is back. It's yeah. time. Yeah, I was Except for you have a two-year-old and you don't get to watch near as much football. Well, it's kind of after she goes to bed. Yeah, but I'm on Saturdays during the day. Is oh, when you want to watch it all day long. Yeah, okay. which I don't get to anymore. Yeah, I was trying to ask Keith. I was like, okay, so for sure, like there's football Saturday, there's football Sunday, there's Monday night football. Um, there's I know there's Thursday football. So, mm. so like if I want to see you, Tuesday's my day. Is that right? Bingo. Right, because Friday's <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Is Wednesday? Friday's no. Friday's good, because typically it's not Friday. Friday College works for me. Uh, that's just no, high that's, school. Okay, high, high school. school. Oh, oh, high school. Right. Yeah. You're in Texas. I feel that's important. I guess. How dare I forget? Football, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Tuesday's our day. Tuesday and Friday will be our days you, to hang. Do you have like a Do you have like a group of guys you get together with and, and talk? I mean, I guess your fantasy league, right? Whoever yeah, that yeah. is, you guys talk shop. Yeah, we all we all rag on each other okay. and and you know take shots at each other. You know, we were one uh, two week. The last episode we talked about how Jeannie was doing my. Uh, my fantasy draft for me and mm-hmm. on the chat board she was like oh this is funny because somebody on the chat board what did it say she said he no matter how bad you want to draft brett Favre, you can't do it <laughs> <laughs> but who anybody did you knows get? he's been retired a lot i did get aaron Rodgers. yeah he's hey. pretty happy about it That's yeah a <laughs> i got him like in the fifth round too i was really happy about it mm. well, jenny got it for me he's still on a high <laughs> yeah still riding it riding it high and i'm gonna hold it for a long time yes i don't care what anybody says and yes I, you will and i realize i have to get brighton some of her new Longhorn and Green Bay gear order because she grew out of the stuff from last year because she's got to wear her Longhorn stuff every single Saturday. And at church on Sundays, more than likely you have to wear her Green Bay stuff. Right. That's awkward. Makes no, sense. it's not awkward okay. at all. Sporting the NFL merch. At the, <laughs> okay. It's on Sundays. <laughs> okay. It only makes sense. <laughs> like all good girls at church exactly. wearing her Green Bay Packer uniform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all good two-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she'll fit in great. So our first headline. <laughs> yeah, we're tackling a really tough one yeah, today. This um, one's a tough one. We went, well, we, we just went back and forth about whether we wanted to address it, but I also think and that's sort of the point of the show is to get in and discuss. We want to hear your perspectives on this one as well because this really is is a tough one and it's from a while back, but people are very much still uh, you know, talking about it online. And, and the interesting thing about this, just to let everybody know, this is going to be a little bit different of a show than most because we're going to kind of 
take this headline and we're going to roll it into a two-segment thing that's got a kind of a different headline, but it's going to be related to the first one. So the whole episode will kind of be related to the same thing. We, we kind of felt like it had a lot that we could take in and, and really hopefully give back to in some way. So the headline, a TV news anchor tearfully apologizes after saying black coworker, quote, looks like a gorilla. I know it was wrong. On Friday, Alex Houston, Houston, a news anchor at KOCO TV in Oklahoma City, apologized to coworker Jason Hackett for her comment during a Thursday segment about the Oklahoma City Zoo regarding uh, a new gorilla that they had just uh, gotten at the zoo. Uh, the 18-second clip was shared on Facebook, infuriating viewers. However, uh, the next day, they sat down on air to to have a heartfelt apology, which is what this uh, article is regarding. Uh, should I read a little bit more? Play the clip? Well, well, read what actually was said, and then we play the clip of the apology. Read the original what was said? Yeah, what was originally said. Okay, yes. Uh, while introducing a gorilla named Finn, Houston said, this week the apes caretaker took over their Instagram We're all, when we are all loving that they did. Now, as you can see, Finn was fascinated by the camera. Hackett said, definitely ready for his close-up. And Houston said, kind of looks like you, followed by nervous laughter from Hackett. He kind of does, actually. Yeah, Hackett responded. So... I, I, I don't know if I got the tone correct on that, but it's seemingly relatively something on, in text. Um, and if you're listening, we'll play the clip right now, or you can watch it on the Facebook or YouTube video yeah. real quick. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that was, you know, that was, she got I mean, she online. has been, yeah, she's been raked over the coals. So the, the, the big headline of this story is that she did keep her job. A lot of people were calling for her to be fired. A lot of people upset about the fact that he had to sit there and, and listen. Like, first of all, that he had to sit there and hear that comment on the air. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and then he kind of, you know, brushed it off. And then that he had to sit through the apology on television, on television. Yeah. And I say had to. I don't, we, we don't know what was happening behind the scenes, whether he yeah. was like, yes, you are my good friend. And I will, you know, and I understand that you are apologetic. But, you know, people online are really upset about the fact that he had to sit there and then hear the apology. Um, and so it just it had us thinking more about you know when it when it comes to a a second shot whether this tv station was right or wrong for not letting her go it made it it made me think about the instances where we think we're understanding other people's experiences and we think we're respectful about their whole life history and then in in times like this realizing that maybe we're not yeah i mean where because because if she had really felt him and thought about this kind of stuff would that have even like come up as a part of something she would say right. mm -hmm. or would something have gone off in her that like well that's not that's obviously not an appropriate comparison in my mind much less speaking out loud much less speaking out loud on a live television program yeah i thought i mean that was a it's kind of hard to believe she would say that. Like, I mean, like that would come out of your mouth. Like, honestly, I mean, but but like what you're talking about, what is um, there's psychological there, there's sometimes that we need to learn certain things. So there's um, 
a lot of psychology tests around unconscious or implicit biases mm-hmm. that they've done that basically kind of it's stating around our learned stereotypes that are automatic, unintentional, deeply ingrained, universal, and able to influence behavior. Unconscious bias training programs they have nowadays to try to help people understand it. And so basically it's those things that we don't really realize that we have, Mm -hmm. but we just do. And they've done tons of tests. And I've read lots of books on it all too, because um, learning about the psychology of how we think and and how others do will help you, whether it's building your business, whether that's selling to people, whether that's communicating to others. And so I think if you're in any of those fields, you need to learn a lot about unconscious bias. You need to become very super hyper aware of that and, and realize that no matter how much you think you're, you know, not sexist or you are or mm-hmm. you're racist or you're not or you're you're understanding or you're not. If you really truly read and study the the learning on unconscious biases and stuff that we have, you'll realize that you really aren't as good as you think you are. And when you learn that and you're aware of that, then you can have a more self-awareness when you're in situations that catching yourself that you may be going down a path that you don't mean to, but, uh-huh. but you are. Like, be open to the possibility. That is true. Be open to the possibility. And, and of course, you know, as you know, people think of themselves as maybe being progressive and, you know, friends with a lot of different types of people from different backgrounds and like, oh, yeah, I know their story. But like, do we ever really know their story? We, you know, you, you can't possibly, but most certainly um, the idea should be that we try and be open to the possibility that like, I don't know where Zach came from. I know him. I sit next to him on the podcast, consider him a, a friend, but be open to the possibility that there might be something that's a sensitivity for him that I don't relate to at all. And that there's a possibility I might need to watch the way I think, say, react toward him because of that. Yeah. Right. And and to not embrace that as like a, a matter of self-preservation, but to think about how you might, what you say might hurt somebody else. Mm. You never know. You never know how somebody can take something you say and twist it. And it's easy to get caught up in that on social media or over text to see what somebody writes or types and think, well, I'm perceiving this this way, but maybe they didn't mean yeah. it that way. Like vocally, it's much more challenging, but that's why it's so much more cutting because it feels so much more personal, especially coming from somebody you've known for a little while. It's easy to fall into this feeling of like comfortability. They're like, hey, we know each other and we're cool and like right. things are fine. But like you just never quite know how something you say might be perceived by somebody else and maybe yeah. hundreds of people watching. Yeah. And this one, it's a super obvious one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah, others might be more more well, subtle. Sure. It's yeah. kind of going back to the story a couple episodes back whenever the, the waiter or waitress that put old people on the deal when we were talking about it. I mean, that was a fact. They were an elderly couple and he put old people like that wasn't like a... Um, you know, th- that was a like fact. calling a thirty-year-old yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. It, that, like, that was different. Like a mean dig. It was yes. just like an actual fact. You know, yeah. and so those are the difference, kind of between that versus like this one is a very clear one. I, I understand. I'm with everybody. That there's a lot of people that are just very sensitive about stuff. I don't really think this was just a sensitive one. I think this was a very clear like you just don't make a reference to. Um, him as looking like the gorilla that's just really that's not okay yeah, i don't yeah, care who you I don't are think question um, but, that. but naming that somebody's old is fine and and i think when you have those implicit when you understand more about implicit um biases that 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 you have them they're real no matter how much you think you do or don't biases, yeah. yeah um and and then you you take that awareness that others will have that about yourself so that you can you can use stereotypes or you can use those things to your advantage when you're selling or building a brand which means if you take some of those things and you have those awarenesses, you can just own it. 
you know, like coming out and being like, you know, when I was young, so I'm like, you know, I know I'm really old. You know, I would own the fact that I was young and get that kind of elephant out of the room. So if you mm-hmm. get have a more self awareness around your um, stereotypes about whoever you are, what you, you do or do not have, then it kind of takes the guard down. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. And yeah. it was interesting that you mentioned too, Zach, about self-preservation because she's really getting, you know, destroyed online because people are saying, you know, you're only sorry because you were about to lose your job. Now we don't know that. We don't. No, we we don't. don't know that. And I and I, you know, if you watch if you watch the whole thing. Um, it does seem she understands the magnitude of what happened. It, it does, but we don't know her heart. We're not inside of her heart. We don't. And we, we don't shouldn't know judge that their relationship. Um, and it was also, you know, in a TV type situation, which adds, adds a different element. But I do think that was interesting, Zach. The the point to bring up: don't just do it for self preservation. Yeah. Don't don't do it just for you. I mean, you can, but that's the wrong reason. You yeah. know what I mean? You should do yeah. it for other people. But and what we wanted to do really with this story was kind of hitting on some of that because the second part we also have a story around um, some main key ways to apologize and actually get the most out of it. And we figured it was perfect to kind of um, go in with this exact story. So we'll be back in the second segment of Second Shot in just a minute. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Okay, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about a company called Energy Ogre. So Heath and I have been using this company for years to save money on our electricity. Uh, We've told you guys about it for for months and months and months, too. So basically what they do is they shop around your electricity, and then they find the lowest option, and then they manage it. So you know how if you notice your rates are going up, you might call around, but but who really does that? So they do that for you. The deal is that it costs $10 a month, and if they can't save you anything, then they you get the $10 back. So for us, what we noticed is it cut our bill at least in half. So we're talking, we were upwards of 200, maybe a little more than $200 a month. Now we're down to 100, yes, even in the blazing summers here in the Dallas area of Texas. So it's energyogre.com. So here's ogre, it's O-G-R-E. So E-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-R-E.com. And they actually give us a deal for Second Shot listeners. So if you would like to use it, the discount code is Second Shot. So you can try it for free and see how it works. Again, it's really not a risk because if you get on there and they can't save you any money, then they don't charge you anything and you'll get to try it out for free with the code Second Shot. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. This next segment, if you um, are a lady listening and your husband or boyfriend's not listening, get them on. Men, turn your ears up, because this is what men just all need a lot more dose of, including myself. Um, <laughs> including, I'm going to put myself in this, okay? Um, I, I have a feeling that overall, I'm going to stereotype us men that this is not the strongest um, part for us. I mean, apology. Not, the art of the apology. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. I'm great at this. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize all the time. Uh, yes. He walks in the room. I'm sorry. 
True. Sorry for existing. Sorry for being here. Yeah. Well, uh, that's just six. what men should do, just from the get go. Just walk Honestly. in and see your wife. Just be like, I'm sorry because I normally do okay. something. No, I did something. Yeah. I I'm don't sorry. like this because it makes women seem like we're always just like looking for something wrong. No, it's because we're trying so hard to, to, to meet your, your incredible. Hey. I was trying to clear my throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuffy. Oh, I decline uh, your apology. That's how you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how you don't do it. Is make it seem like your wife's. A horrible person to be around. <laughs> All right, so this is a, a list headline: six tips to apologize properly. As much as we might not like to admit it, we all make mistakes. When that happens, we need to show accountability by making an apology, of course. So these are six quick tips to get through it. I'm going to rattle them all off one by one here, and then we're going to go break them down. So don't worry; you don't have to write them down really fast or anything. Here they are: number one, be timely. Do it in person. Empathize. Don't focus on making excuses or providing explanations. Find out how you can make the situation right and then make a commitment. I like all of those points. So let's start with the first one. Be timely, all right, when you're apologizing. Do it quickly. Because right? it gets uncomfortable the longer you wait. Yeah. Sure. It gets awkward and then more things come up that you have to apologize for. So they're saying, and oh, by the way, this article, this is came from Heath's employer, which I follow on <laughs> Twitter, and I saw this. I saw this on Twitter and thought, oh, what a great, you know. I think that the art of an apology truly is an art, and I think it can make or break a person in terms of their relationship. Sure, um, being able to have a genuine apology. So I clicked on it, thinking, I want to get the knowledge for myself, and I thought this would be a good second shot. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's from Something. it's from Colonial Life. So anyway, full disclosure, Heath didn't find it, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is from his job, but I'm glad that they put out good content like this that we can share with you guys. Now, here's, here's a tricky thing over timely. You gotta know you, and it doesn't need to be quickly, you know, it doesn't need to take forever, but you know what, there's people like me, like, when I start, if I'm in something where it is, sometimes I need a little bit of time, to calm down mm -hmm. and to be kind of, you know, get into a rational state of mind and then to apologize. Now, that never, it, it doesn't need to take days and weeks and stuff, right? I mean, but I'm just saying you don't have to be like right in the middle of it and be like, okay, then I'm sorry because then it doesn't mean you yeah. got to wait right. to get to a point to where it actually is something that you truly believe. I feel like where you're actually is, sorry. Yeah, it's probably different for every person. It probably more means... As soon as you know you need to apologize, yeah. you probably don't ought to apologize. Don't procrastinate it yeah. past that point. So yeah. when right. you know you need to, don't keep procrastinating. Yeah. 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 Cuz it can be so uncomfortable so people just put it off. Yeah. yeah. You know. Somebody somebody told me recently uh, regarding professional conversations. I I'm, I struggle a lot with like hard conversations in professional environments Same. where you're trying to negotiate or work out something that's very challenging. And somebody told me hard conversations don't get any easier the longer you wait. Absolutely. They just don't. In fact, they probably get harder. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one of those things when it comes to apologizing, it's always going to be tough. Just do it. But when you don't address issues, all it does is make it 10 times worse. Right. It makes things, other things come mm -hmm. around it and get to where it is, to where it has a massive blow up and you're trying to handle a really big deal because you didn't handle the little issues. Sure. Unfortunately, apologies are a very human thing. Everybody's yeah. had to do it. Everybody yeah. has to do it. So whoever you're apologizing to, they've been in your seat. They've had to apologize for something and they, they felt horrible about it at the time. So you can understand that they probably like sympathize in a yeah. way, you know? Yeah. So that's probably good. Number two, do it in person. Oh! Oh, ah, do it in person. Everybody wants to get out with an apology text. Everybody, everybody wants no. to text. <laughs> do not do it. That does not work. How about a charming phone call? If you're if you like are out of state, right? Yes. If you're out of state, sure. <laughs> if the, the person you're apologizing to is in Canada, go right. ahead with the uh, personable, sure. charming phone call, the charming email. How about that? Yeah, if, if yeah. it's your spouse and you're going to be around every night, no, wait and do it in person, right? But if it's actually somebody who doesn't live there close enough with it, a phone call is fine. No text, no email. 
Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. I think that... If you truly mean it, you got to be able to have the yeah. conversation. There are certain instances where I like to be able to get my whole thought out, in, in which case I think that a written word... I did one of these for Heath not too long ago where I wrote it out in an email because I wanted to make sure that I said it correctly and, and that it was well thought out. So to me, I wanted it to just like be these couple sentences. Um, but I think in an apology... You you have to feel the sentiment of it, and that's why the the importance is on in person. Sure. Now, when it comes to being in person, there's definitely things I struggle with. I'm terrible about eye contact when hard conversations. You just especially looked at the apologies. ground. You just looked at the ground yeah, exactly. when you did that. I can't. Like it's so <laughs> hard because you got to look at somebody's soul, right? Yeah. <laughs> Connect. Yeah. And that's horrible for me. But yeah, like it's something. I, I almost wish sometimes I could be that person who would just text or email, but I can't. I'm just yeah. not wired that way. I'm like, nope, do it in person. It's hard. It's not going to get any easier, but it means more if you do it. In Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it does. And what are you doing it for if not to mean something? Number three, empathize. Think about it. Sympathize. There's no point in apologizing if it's not grounded in empathy. I get that. Right? Well, and that oh. truly yeah. means just the difference of not of like not being like, hey, hon, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sorry. I know that what I said hurt your feelings because of, of these yeah. things, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That means more. You can't just say, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, you need to show that why you're actually sorry to actually show that it's real. Mm -hmm. You know, like with her, when in that apology on the last right. segment, she said, I know I hurt people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that that wasn't that. That was her, you know, empathizing with yeah. me. Well, that this, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this brings me back to the, um, the other side of that story that I think uh, bothers me are the people that watched her apology and said, oh, it's not genuine, it's only for her own benefit, she should be fired, this or that, he shouldn't have to listen to this. Um, you know, I think, unless she's just a very good actress, which I guess could be the case, but I think it was very clear that she empathized uh -huh. with what she made him feel and what she made other people feel, and that apology was coming from a real place. And I think someone from the outside can't then say, you shouldn't have to accept that apology. You shouldn't have to listen to that. Um, you know, that's up to him to make that choice about whether or not that's good enough. But right. you can tell that it's coming from a real place and it's not on me and it's not on any watcher or any viewer or whatever to say, no, that's not good enough or that's not that's not right. Mm -hmm. Like you can you can feel when somebody's being genuine. Right. And I felt like she was. Yeah. yeah, only she knows, you know, and, and only yeah. the two of them know because he knows, you know, a he, whole knows his, a whole, he knows a whole history. They, she, she said they've been close friends or I think maybe even best friends for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so so only the two of them know. And and it is and she she can't possibly know exactly what it feels like because she lives a different life than him. But um, she did certainly seem like she was doing her best to empathize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, empathy can run into number four here. Don't focus on making excuses or providing explanations. Mm -hmm. I really struggle with this. You know what this is? Hon, I'm really sorry for all that. But, you know, anytime mm -hmm. you, the butt yeah. starts to come out of your mouth, right. shut up, man. Here's, shut up. Eliminate man. it. Man, yeah. look at me right now on this camera. If the word butt is starting to come out, just shut up. <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself. Stop. Do not go butt. Yeah. There's this, no butts. This one's tough for me because when I'm explaining, when I say why I'm sorry, <laughs> You're right? Trying to. Like, I yeah. want to. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you for trying to make an excuse. Please. Trying to make an excuse right now. Some water. Uh, I think, yeah, I like, I. I struggle with this because I want to explain why I did something wrong. Yeah. yeah, I want I want you to know. Look, here's where I'm coming from. Here's why I did. Well, you don't this, want to. That's you want not people to say, "Oh, you're a bad person." It's like, no, right. I, I just made a mistake, and here's yeah. why. And here's right, know, and that's he, tough for me. Yeah. But there's another time and place for that. You do that sure. later. Exactly. You do the apology and do your apology, 
and then a little bit of time goes by, then you bring up, you know, some of that. You don't do that at that point because that's giving excuses. Because yeah. that's not really an apology. Yeah. Because yeah. that's more of a defensive. Yeah, yeah. It's very you, you, you wait a couple of days or whatever, and then you go, hey, I just want to have the conversation with why sometimes it can things can trigger me to act that way is that it up but that's after the apology settled in do not say the butt word yeah at any point in apology find out how you can make the situation right now i do like this one mm-hmm. i because I, I, I because that that makes me feel better because i feel guilty so that's important but that's <laughs> so the that wrong reason really, again wrong reason it's all but about zach exactly <laughs> yeah no it, find out <laughs> what you kidding. can do to make it better how can i write this wrong like how do i make you feel better about this like how do i make this okay how do i try to smooth this out now what know? is the next one after that make a commitment okay see in my opinion yeah with this those two are like hand in hand i yeah. don't think you ask this is what i can do like or you don't say what can i do you need to have that commitment like it says to make a commitment yeah. like you need to have at least a shot in the dark at how you can make it better for the future right and if you're wrong with how you can make it better and they correct you say well i would really prefer you do this that's fine but to just come in lazy being like, well, whatever I can do, you know, maybe try to come with a commitment of some kind of saying whatever you think yeah. may help. I totally disagree, though. That I oh. think you should okay. ask, please let me know. Let me open myself up to the idea that there's something different about this that hurt you. You know, because okay, that's, so I guess that's why also with, making a commitment can help up with that. Yeah, gotcha. because you coming with the solution infers that you know exactly what it was that mm-hmm. hurt them. Because you might be coming in saying, I know I hurt you. I understand this part. But is there something else? Is there something more so that you can better understand as opposed to just like not letting the person speak? Yeah. And I think I think this is where apologies become two way streets, right? Because the person on the other end has to be willing to meet you halfway and say, "Okay, I hear that you've apologized. I can see that you're yeah. being empathetic. I can see that you came to me in a timely manner. You know, you did steps one through four. Now at this point, I have to choose whether or not I'm going to work with you to make the situation better and say, "I accept your apology, and here's what we can do to mm-hmm. to move forward." And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people. There's probably a whole other segment we could do about accepting apologies and dropping the grudges and everything that you're holding on to because someone didn't apologize quick enough or whatever, or you just you're still mad. But um, you know, I think this is when you're presented this opportunity to say, "How can I make it better?" Try to give a good faith effort in answering that question. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, and it's totally possible the answer is like nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, right? But yeah. like you need to let them know you're prepared to do whatever they need you to to try to make it well and you can't control anything that they're going to feel about it but you need to for your own self is be able to do it and and do it in the real way that's that's a real apology and getting it off your chest to where you can you know try to start making amends personally because you can't worry about whether they accept it or not and because a lot of times that's what people will use as excuses for not apologizing is what by by thinking that somebody's not going to accept it right yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. And, and then they sit there and hold on to it. And it's like, no, you can't do that. You need to go do it. And, and, and if you feel it, you need to get it off your chest. And you cannot worry about the outcome of how they accept it or not. Because for your own good, get it off your chest and you can feel better. And if they don't want to accept it, then that's up to them. But you can't worry about that. You can't let that hold you back from apologizing. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That's good. Have you guys ever had like some major, major big apologies you've had to do that Oof. come to mind? Maybe that has something to do with our third segment. You know, yeah, when we do a question of the week of some question. kind, right? Maybe that sounds awfully maybe, vulnerable. Maybe, maybe it not. Does, yeah, we'll, we'll have something <laughs> like that. Now, before we go on, Zach, go down the list. Let's give them the recap of the steps to apologize. Yes, be timely. Do it in person. Empathize. Don't focus on making excuses or providing explanations. Find out how you can make the situation right and make a commitment. Do do the thing. 
Yeah. Do the thing. We'll be back in a minute on third segment of Second Shot. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Quick break to tell you about mm, one of my favorite books written by my uh, podcast co-host and my husband. So the book is called Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Failing Your Way to Success. So this is a story of basically my husband's journey from being someone who barely graduated from high school, did not finish college, didn't have any real formal education in the business world, and how he went to become one of the top executives at his company. And it's just it's just a fun, inspiring story. If you have somebody who is maybe getting ready to start a new school year or starting a new job or something like that, this is just a good inspiration read for them. A lot of my adult friends have enjoyed it too. And I just had to shout him out and tell you guys about the book. So you can get it on Amazon. You just search Ignorance on Fire. Or if you prefer the audio version, he will be reading it to you in his Texas accent. It is on audible.com. Again, just search Ignorance on Fire. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. We always get in big hot controversies off the line like, what do we do here? What are we going to say there? And we're all like, yeah. Yeah. So we were originally going to exactly ask you guys how our the meetings question. Are. That's a really great reenactment. We've got it together. Um, we were going to ask everybody what's you know the biggest apology, but also I didn't know what the value add would be for that if we asked you, oh, what's the biggest thing you had to apologize yeah. for? It sort of just like brings up old stuff from the yeah. past. Yeah. I feel like that gets painful really but quickly. But I think you what's need to shame people on yeah. viewing. Oh, it's my turn to shame I'm all, people. I want you to shame. Your biggest apology to us ought to be not leaving a review, yes. audience. Well, because here's the thing. Get them mad. Our audience has been growing significantly, and we are incredibly thankful for that. Although we had a down week a couple weeks ago, but it's been, I mean, it's been growing the the group's been Thank you. getting bigger and we are I mean we're thankful for it because for a while you know you do these things and you do them and you do them and you wonder yeah are, are they liking it are, are is this valuable are they enjoying it should we keep doing it and so we're seeing that that people are listening and enjoying but you guys need to leave us a review so there's a couple options. You can go on iTunes, you can go down, you can just do the five stars or four stars or you know however many you think it's worth and then leave some comments and some feedback. We'll also take, you know, back and forth feedback like oh I wish you would do more of this or whatever you you know your ideas are. Those can also be put into the second shot group. Um, and then the other thing you can do is do a screenshot and tag me on Instagram or Facebook and I will reshare it. Um, Instagram's the easy, it's easier to reshare and for you to get more people and then 25,000 people will see your post and maybe if you've got a business or something, then that will give you a little shout out online. So we would love to hear from you guys, hear what you're liking about the show. I also will draw your attention to the second shot, super secret, not so secret Facebook group. Super secret, not so secret, I like that. And Roy Jeffords, likes to post um, quotes in there. And this one is, don't bother just to be better than your contemporaries or predecessors. Try to be better than yourself. Isn't that true? A quote from William Faulkner. And um, yeah, you know, the comparison 
too selfish, just more productive, yeah. right? We, no. The comparison to other people just it doesn't really get us anywhere. If we um, compete to be the best us, then we're going to win every time. Yes. Yeah. Keep your expectations low. <laughs> I'm just trying to be better than me. What a That's way right. to bring you down, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning. I'm trying to be a bigger person than I was then. So hey, you yeah. know that's that's a win for me. Yeah. Put that in the W column. So our our question of the week, since we didn't want to, you know, sort of linger in all the things that we've all apologized for, we thought we would ask, what's the one thing people would never know just by looking at you? Ooh. What is it, Matt Stoker? Oh gosh, putting me on we, the. What would we Hot not seat first? Well, I think no. you should go first, Jenny. You oh, well, never go first on these questions, right? Okay. I gotta think about <laughs> this, huh? Yeah. Thank you, Heath, yeah, for bailing right, me out on that one. I, yeah, you're right, because I... Yeah, good job on the bailout. Um, I would say one thing people would probably not know just by looking at me is that I love snowboarding and that I taught snowboarding lessons growing up. Um, and if I had my best wish, I would probably go snowboarding every weekend with the family. I don't know if that's really where what what we were going for on that, but um, I don't know if people would know that just by looking at me. It, mine's crazy because mine can be completely two different things, and it's almost the same thing. Depends on when they see me. So if they saw me, you know, being you were going to movies and I had my jeans on, my boots, and a t-shirt, um, they would never think that that I was wearing really nice suits and working in a that kind of office environment, right? Or if they saw me in my suits getting out of the G-Wagon or something, they would never think that I had a country background, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I think there's two different types of stereotypes people could have about me, depending on if they see me casually or they see me oh, in work attire. Oh, depending on when they meet yeah. you. Yes. A, reg- yeah. a regular Cinderella story at yeah, the end yeah. of the table. Well, I think it's just they would have two separate stereotypes that they wouldn't understand intertwine if yeah. they saw me on either one. Sure. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Matt, you want to? I, I can take it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm almost half deaf, which is a bummer. Yeah, like one of my ears just does not <laughs> does not work awesome. And you, nobody would think that because you're no. in radio and nobody you're, you're being in podcasting yeah. and stuff. And like I take you, it as you know, I take it as a little personal accomplishment that people always told me growing up. They're like, "Well, you're not going to get in anything wearing audio or headphones or anything." And I'm just like, "Totally." Yeah. And here I am. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. I well, love that. Come at me. <laughs> that was a little ignorance on fire for you. It all you. worked out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe accidentally. Maybe not intentionally. Uh, but hey, it, you know, here I am. So yeah. And Stephen we, Colbert does it. I think he's half deaf. So yeah. And he hosts a show. Yeah. So look at him. You play it off. Yeah. Nobody would know. No. I, I do have to sit on the right side of the table sometimes and like make sure I'm angled at people so I can hear them. But otherwise. Oh, but that's okay because it gives a um, like a sense of community. Yeah, I think it makes it seem like I'm. It seems like I'm comfortable. Like I'm like leaning leaning in to like yeah. I don't know. Matt, <laughs> he doesn't actually like us. He's just no. Now we know the truth. I sit over here. We know the truth. Um, I guess for me, it might be my musical ability, I think. Um, I was a state-level French horn player back in high school. I still play a little bit, and I think, um... That's something that most people don't don't expect when they ask, you know, like, Hey, what are you into? And it's like, well, I still play some music, and I really am am into it. Um, I wish I could do more, like we've talked about on the show before. I wish there were other instruments I could play. Um, But it is is a big part of my life that I don't really do anything um, other than privately. Um, So maybe I should do more of that. I don't know. I think you should. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to serenade us in and out of the shows from now on. I'll bring, a horn, I'll bring a horn in and then we'll... That'd be go. great. I can tell you Play another the one. Shot theme song. Here's another one most people wouldn't know. Yeah. They wouldn't know know that my wife was as hot as my wife is. They'd be like, 
<laughs> mind would be blown that I married somebody that hot. Big compliments coming out of Heath Oaks this yeah. week. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, babe. I love it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love sweet. it when the people that are trying to take up for me, when everybody's like, man, you married up, and everybody's trying to take care up for me. Like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, I get it. You ain't got to take up for me. It's okay. Yeah. I can own it. I'm good. <laughs> if anybody knows it, right, it's this yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah I, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm good with it all. Mm. Um, you know, so take the time to share this episode with your friends. If you got a lot out of it, share it with your friends and we've got some really exciting stuff coming up and i think on probably the next episode or we two might be able to announce we it, may yeah. be announcing it so Ooh. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool and we're Big gonna have some coming. really exciting stuff with it um so get ready for it share it with your friends and family on facebook text messages wherever it is leave us a rating and review second at gmail.com if you want to send us any private email or anything yeah. or the second shot facebook group if you want to just post anything that you see you like or you got anything that you're needing you know professional help with there's a lot of professionals in that um group that can help you out with Definitely. it so where can they find you jennyandchando.com uh give a, give a follow to the second shot podcast instagram page charlie our dog still has more followers than it and i've been keeping track um also on instagram for me instagram.com slash jennyandchando same thing on facebook at Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. It's secret, but like not super secret, guys. Come hang out, please. Leave a rating and review, and we're happy to have you. Thanks for listening. You can find me Matt Stoker1 on Instagram. All the dog pictures you can enjoy, as well as you'll find me in the uh, second shot Facebook group posting the new episode each week. And here's a challenge. Don't just like that post. Hold that button a little bit longer. Give me a love. Give a laugh yes. on that post. Ooh, Give me yes. something other than a like. I'm tired yes. of seeing all the likes. Matt, bringing it home. <laughs> Ed Heath folks at Eagerson Fire on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those good places. I love you all. We'll see you all next time.